0: On Friday, February 23rd, 2024, I turned 45 years old. It's a milestone, a birthday that I had been anticipating for months beforehand, and one that I've, I've had questions and ponderings that have not let go of me as this birthday has approached. And if I'm honest, if I'm realistic about really when these questions and these issues began. They probably actually began closer to around my 40th birthday. And they have persisted in various forms over these past five years. Certainly the pandemic also kept bringing them to mind in different ways. And, and when, when I, when I talk about some of these issues and questions, you'll see how perhaps the pandemic played a factor in my pondering and in my questioning. So I wanted to share some of these. First of all, I just want to tell you about how the day went, because it was a pretty good day. And because my birthday fell on a Friday, it it has kind of persisted over the course of the entire weekend. And I plan for that to continue on the day that this episode is released. So that's I I always enjoy doing that when my birthday falls close to to a weekend. I just decided, well, we're just gonna stretch this out into three, four days, and I'm gonna milk this for all it's worth. And I think, I think I've done that. So, yesterday morning, that is to say Friday morning, I slept in. I took the day off from work. First of all, I decided, nah, we're, again, we're gonna stretch this out we're going to we're going to make the weekend a little bit longer and I am going to enjoy this as much as I can and that started with sleeping in until around 10:30. What an amazing blessing it is when I am able to do that. And friends, it was. So when I came downstairs, well arrested, I, I encountered my wife, who was already, of course, up and dealing with various things related to her work, and she alerted me to a Starbucks breakfast sandwich sitting on the counter, and, and that was enjoyable. The, it's one of my favorites from there. And as well as my cake. Now, it is a thing on one side of my family to purchase Carvel ice cream cakes for birthdays. And lo and behold, there sitting on the kitchen table, she left it out just to, so that I could see that it had been purchased before I put it in our freezer. But there sitting was a Carvel ice cream cake. Vanilla on the top. And then some kind of crunchy thing in the middle. Like, I, I don't think that they're really cookie crumbles. But there there's something in there in the middle. And then chocolate on the bottom. And then, of course, there's there's icing on the top and on the sides and that it was it was a fun thing to see that that we continue this this fun little family tradition that I I don't know I don't know whether it really extends beyond me but it's just something that I've always remembered and and something that obviously my wife does as well and so that that's that's what she got for the day. So after that, we went to lunch and I got to pick and I picked, we have a little, a little uh, greasy spoon sort of spot that we enjoy going to near us and they serve breakfast all day. And yes, I did just mention that I ate a Starbucks breakfast sandwich, but let me tell you how much I love breakfast food. It didn't matter. That I had already had a breakfast sandwich. I was getting a breakfast meal, which I did. And again, it was wonderful, as it always is at this particular location. Eggs over easy, bacon. They have like the biggest slices of bacon in the area. And then hash browns. And I treated myself in addition to a biscuit... One single biscuit with sausage gravy over it. And of course coffee, because me and coffee, we're, we're, we're pretty tight. So that was awesome. Came home, just kind of relaxed for a little bit. I put on some records. I'm big into the talking heads at the moment. So I listened to some talking heads on our couch for, for a while. And and that was was just a nice way to relax for the afternoon. And then, finally, we enjoyed dinner. I did not really pick this dinner, but it, it was appropriate for the day. It was scallops and risotto, which I love as well. And then we enjoyed some Carvel ice cream cake. And that was pretty much the day. Again, a nice day with family and lots of well wishes from lots of different corners of my life. Truly a, a celebration. And that, that's all that I ever really ask, for, for the day to truly feel like a celebration. And the, some years feel more like this than others, there are years where my birthday will fall like, you know, middle of the week. And so I just go to work and I go to meetings and maybe if a if someone else who's around me is aware that that the day is my birthday. Oh, hey, hey, great. Happy birthday. And and that's really the extent of it and and then, you know, the maybe the weekend before the weekend after you do something a little more special, but the, these sorts of birthdays that where you're truly able to celebrate and indulge yourself and soak in the love of others, that, those, are the, those are the good ones. Those are the ones that I love. And I try to make every year that way. And sometimes, like I said, it works better than others. And this was one of the better ones. So like I said, even with the day itself being a joyful, true sort of celebration, the days before it, as in the months and the weeks before it, have brought quite a bit of reflection, quite a bit of, I'll be honest, I've been freaking out about some things relative to this milestone. I've been agonizing over some things. I've been asking some deep sorts of existential questions. And I figured that I would share these questions and these reflections and these ponderings, I've certainly, I certainly don't have any of them figured out. And they're the sorts of things that are way deeper and wider than something that I'm going to be able to solve anytime soon. And as I get closer, or maybe I guess I, maybe I am already in the second half of life, that these are the sorts of things that I'll be thinking about for the next five years, and likely even longer than that. So I want to share some of them with you, partially because I'm thinking about them, partially because you may be thinking about them. They aren't necessarily age-restricted. They aren't necessarily caused by turning a certain age. But I think that certain birthday milestones seem to invite them, encourage them, even demand them more and more. So you may not yet be at such an age where you may have cause to think about them, but maybe they've arisen for you in other ways. So I hope that even if you are not of a certain age, that you will still find resonance with what I'm going to share. Welcome to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast. one of the other podcasts that I listen to is one called Nerdette. If you haven't listened to it, it's it's quite a quite a good, it's quite a fun and kind of breezy listen. Greta Johnson does an excellent job. She it releases usually on a Friday and it's kind of a Kind of a recap of the week that was, in pop culture in particular, and then she will interview one or more guests about some creative project that they're involved in. There was one episode a while ago that has stuck with me. She was interviewing actress Alison Brie, if you're familiar with Mad Men, Glow, and a f- Community, a few other shows, That that's where you would know her from. And so, like I said, this episode had Allison Bree on, as well as her husband. They were c- talking about some new project that they were working on together. And at one point, the, the subject of their age came up and Allison in particular, she, she shared an observation where she said in your twenties, I'm paraphrasing, of course, in your twenties, she said, you know, you're, you're looking forward to things you're setting goals, you're wondering how your life is going to develop and you're trying to, trying to shape it in a certain way. And you have goals and you have ambitions and you, you want to be able to eventually reach particular things in your life. And then she said, and when you're in your forties, you're more prone to look around and say, huh, well, this is just what my life is. And that that's always resonated with me. Because I think my, my interpretation of her point, or really, I guess, in my own experience of her point, is, sure, in, in your 20s, you have these lofty goals, you have these lofty ambitions, your career is still in front of you, any possibilities related to relationships and family building whatever that may look like though that's that still tends to be largely in front of you but then when you hit your 40s things have solidified a bit more things have become a bit established more often than not let's say fully acknowledging that you know there there is still upheaval to be experienced in your 40s there there are certainly still goals that one may set for themselves just you know acknowledging all the caveats that could possibly arise but largely there there may be fewer goals that seem realistic. There are fewer achievements that one may be thinking about at this stage. There may be fewer of those big, amazing sorts of milestones in work and and out of work that you may be interested in, or that you may realistically have the time or the ability to attain. There still are some. There there are still things to shoot for, but there are fewer of them now. And so you are more prone to look around at your life and think, well, this, this is just how it is, or this is more how it is now and a little less of how it could be, or what do I do next? Or I wonder, I wonder what I'm going to, what, what can I shoot for now? What, what can I, what, what's the next brass ring to grab onto or, or strive to reach and, and take hold of? There, there are fewer of those sorts of thoughts than there used to be at this point. So that that brings me to the first and really the, maybe the, the foundational question out of which a lot of the other things arise is, what is your life now? What is your life now? How many more achievements are you thinking about? what is realistic at this stage in your life and that includes of course family commitments that may include where you are in your career that may include health concerns that have become more prominent there's just a whole lot that perhaps has, has built up, has amassed, has called for your attention and for your responsibility and for your energy and for your time at this stage. There's more of that now than there used to be. So as you look around and you take stock of that, what is your life? What, what are those components that, that are around you, that ask of those things of you. And then of course you may go ahead and ask, well, how many of these do I really want to keep giving those things to? And you know, what, what are, what are, there may be some extras or things you don't realize are extras. But you may, when you take stock, you look around and you think, well, that that one over there could be, might be disposable. And again, this, this, of course, arises from your reaction or your answer to that question, what is your life now? Because you may look around and how do you react to that assessment? How do you react to that that series of of questions? How do you react to the things that are asking for your time and energy? And of course, you may look at some of them and say, well, I, I am absolutely in love with these things. But you may also look and think, well, that thing over there, I, why is that still a thing? Why is that still in my life? And so taking that stock may be something that this stage in your life calls for. What, but in that larger sense, what is your life now? You may also ask, it may also cause you to assess everything that's come before. And how did I get here? And to that, you, th- there is a certain amount of looking back on choices big and small. So th- this is the second thing. This is the second thing that, that I wanted to mention. That all those times when there was a big fork in the road, or times when you didn't realize until after the fact that there was a big fork in the road. Like some, some of those are obvious, and some of them you don't really see how significant they were until afterward. And so there, there's this common feeling or this common practice when you're asking, well, what is my life now? And part of that is looking back on the choices that got you to where you were or to where you are and wondering, well, what if I had done something else? Or what if I had done a series of something else's? And some of these may come with regret. Some of these may come with a big sort of what if question. And you may even look at some of them and think to yourself, Oh my goodness, if I had taken this other path, I could see how wonderful certain things would have gone or could have gone. But then, What wouldn't have happened instead? What has happened in your life? What people have come into your life? What places have you experienced? what, What skills or experiences or learnings have you amassed thanks to the choices you ended up making, thanks to the events that ended up happening, that you may not have met, experienced, if you had taken the other fork instead. I could certainly name some of these for myself. Well what what if I had what if I gone down this other path? What what if I had jumped at this opportunity? What if I had persisted in, with, with this With with this trajectory instead of the one that I took. And certain things, certain elements may have gone better. Certain experiences may have been avoided. But other experiences I never would have had. Other people I never would have met. Other places I never would have visited. And so... I guess, taking heart in that. Showing or, or looking, at, looking at things from a perspective other than regret. Looking at things from a perspective of, of blessing. Of unexpected joy and blessing instead. That, that could be a way to, to reclaim and reframe those choices instead. And sure, we may still be left to wonder and maybe even dream a little bit. But there is also something about looking with gratitude upon where we are now that may help us to re-experience the joy that has always been there. next one I want to mention I've talked about before, but I think I've used a different word in the past. In a previous episode, I I talked at length about experience versus achievement. In fact, that's the title of that previous episode. But this time around, I want to use, I want to alter the language a little bit. Instead of talking about achievement versus experience, I want to talk about achievement versus enjoyment. So, going back to what Alison Bree said in that interview, this is just what your life is now. And part of that is, how many more achievements are you really thinking about? at this stage and the answer still might be well quite a few because i mean in in your mid 40s there there's still plenty of time to achieve stuff i mean not not to say of course that you know you're you're running out of time you only, you only have this amount of time to left and so just give up man that's that's not what i'm getting at it's just there are certain achievements that it's time to be more realistic about. And also that how many more achievements are you truly interested in at this point? Versus how much enjoyment would you like to have now? Not to say, of course, that these are mutually exclusive. What, I'm, what I am trying to get at instead is th- this is a season of life, a stage of life, where one may find themselves becoming less interested in collecting as many brass rings as possible, always upward and, and, you know, just continuing that grind set and so on versus, well, I just, can I just sit on a blanket in the park, read a book or go hiking or learn to paint or write a novel these these sorts of things that how how much more preoccupied about recognitions and awards and and promotions and degrees and so on that that this may be the, this new season of life may instead be inviting you to just chill out a, a bit relax a bit more take better stock of what brings you joy and pursue those things rather than constantly being on the move to to get to that next level all the time that there may be a refocusing on well if this is what my life is if 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 I've reached this point, at what point can I permit myself to slow down a bit more? To smell the proverbial roses? To suck the nectar out of those roses? I think I was trying to go with suck the marrow out of life, and that's what I ended up saying... Oh, well, mixed metaphors or or something. Anyway, so focusing perhaps a little bit more, refocusing, reframing in terms of enjoyment, rather than go, 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 trying to get to yet another achievement. Another one. Or actually, I'm going to mention two, and they're related. They're not... They're not exactly the same, but they are definitely related. So the first one that I want to mention is kind of the the bigger idea, the more umbrella sort of idea, and that is protecting your peace. That this stage I have found, and this is one that... This is not one that freaks me out. This is one that I am fully embracing. I will say. Is the notion of protecting your peace. And some of that is related to achievement versus enjoyment. Figuring out, well, do is this is this recognition really what I want or can I let that go? And peace can come if you realize that, yes, some things are worth letting go. And I'm in the midst of reflecting on that about certain areas of my life at the moment. And I must say that leaning into enjoyment and leaning into protecting my peace has been a game changer. This coming from a former gifted kid, from someone who has long approached school things and work things with kind of a type A mindset, just that go, 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 let's get it done, let's do the next thing. And, and now, and, and, and let's acquire other activities that feature achievement, that focus on achievement, that dangle things in front of you to, to reach for. And instead, protecting my peace, part of that for me has come in the form of recognizing that I can't and I really don't want to do it all anymore. So that that's been a nice... Realization that, I, that I'm still figuring out for myself, but, but it's been an important one for me. Now, here's one that's related to that, but it's also its own thing. And that is walking away, giving yourself full and complete permission to walk away from people who are bad for you. People who are toxic, people who are petulant, people who get you riled up for absolutely no reason than because they enjoy it for themselves, people who are always positioning themselves as better than you, people who sap your spiritual energy. Giving yourself permission to recognize first off that they aren't good for you and then actually doing something about it. A a particular way to protect your peace is to walk away. And and there is an argument to be made in in some cases that standing up against them can be good for you, can maybe eventually be good for them, can be good for the, the culture or the system in which you both reside. I, I wrote about this recently on my blog, but sometimes that responsibility truly is yours. Or sometimes you really are perhaps called to do that, to, to be the one who stands up. And sometimes that responsibility is actually someone else's. And so leaving it to them, leaving whoever that someone else is and the person who is just sapping the life out of you to deal with each other while you protect your peace the last one, and this is one that has be also become very pronounced for me the past few years. And this is, again, also a particular element in the what is this is my life now sort of larger issue and pondering is asking what are my body's needs now? And related, what are my body's abilities now? Because I have learned the past few years, as a 40-something, I am not capable of doing all of the things that I could as a 20-something. And so, to be realistic about that, can be f- liberating, to tend to yourself, to give yourself permission to give your body what it needs, such as more rest or and forms of exercise that, you know, your body is still ca- maybe capable of plenty, but it's not capable of doing things at least in the same way as 20 years prior. You know, you know, once again, you're you're older, you're not dead. So just changing the routine, changing how you care for yourself, changing how you are active, and accepting that, enjoying that, embracing the liberation that comes with realizing that can be a big game changer. So, like I said, these are some of the things that have come up for me. Not not just on my birthday, but certainly leading up to my birthday. and And really, they've come up for me in various ways, probably the last five birthdays or so and they've only become more pronounced and more important and yes some of them have have been disorienting to think about or disturbing but nevertheless they've been important at least for me to to ponder and to think about and like i said i don't i don't really have any answers this is not an, an this has never been an answer podcast and it may be that whether you're of a certain age or not you're wrestling with some of these things yourself. And so I at least wanted to give voice to them that maybe by hearing them asked by a different voice, could lead to a breakthrough for you and maybe begin to steer you on the next fork in the path that you are considering. As for today, it is Saturday evening, and I will say at least for today, here's to 45. I will break out the good bourbon and toast another trip around the sun. Thank you for listening to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast. I'm Jeff Nelson. You can find more about my writing, including all my books, at jeffreyanelson.com. You can also find me on social media, Jeffrey A. Nelson on Facebook, and I'm at Bold Roast Rev on Instagram and elsewhere. Have a great week.